This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to That's Banging. A new podcast celebrating everything great from farm to plate, ship to service, and field to fork. A celebration of everything tasty, fresh, and excellent that's coming off our wonderful little island at the moment. Check us out on Instagram at That's Banging Podcast. That's Banging with Chris and Marcus. Yes, yeah, so we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, and you can find us on Headstuff Podcasts, where you can find all of the shows on the Headstuff Network. And recently launched is the Head Plus Headstuff Plus Community. So Headstuff Plus is kind of like the subscri- uh, membership membership for the Headstuff Network, where you can find all the podcasts on the network, and there's some great podcasts on there. Um, we have and so who do you like listening to? I, I what I was listening to today was Dublin with PJ Gallagher and Susan Kay. Is brilliant. Spice bags is always good. Spice bags is always. I kind of see them as our like our, uh, <laughs> our like the, we're the evil twin to their good twin. Yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're like we're, we're I suppose we are the. Um, the food, the food, the food leg of the Headstuff Network. I suppose, yeah. But you know what? Most importantly, Headstuff Plus community lets you support your favorite Irish content creators and lets them do what they do best. Um, and by signing up, you get a heap of bonus content. Yeah. So it's 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 a win win for everybody. Yeah. Bonus content, including uh, bonus episodes, live shows, blooper reels, and all behind the scenes footage. We will be actually uploading some cool stuff coming up soon on the Headstuff Plus Network, and maybe even a bonus episode. We'll see where we get we get up to soon. See we can uh, we'll we'll sprinkle in there. <laughs> <laughs> seasoning. So, uh, well, Marcus, what have we been eating this week? That's what we're going to get straight into. I've been eating well this week. I eat well every week, but like I've been eating well this week. Um, so basically, I think the star of the show this week has been a pie. Oh yeah, right. I made a pie, and it like this is a very classic thing that I start off with a simple idea where I'm just like I'm just going to make a chicken pot pie, and then I go and get the chicken, and I see a bit of black truffle sausage, Ooh. and I see a bit of smoked guanciale, and I'm like, okay, well, do you know what? That could be nice. So. <laughs> I started off, you know, I, I kind of, I, I cooked the guanciale and rendered out all the fat. And then I took that out and I confied the mirepoix, so my carrot, onion, celery and garlic. It's a serious in, pie. <laughs> in like, so I basically confied all of that in the fat and that was all smoky. And then I took that out. So you have all this vegetal smoky guanciale fat and I cooked the sausage in that. Yeah. And then the sausage fat all rendered out and that was a mix of Toulouse sausage and black truffle sausage. <laughs> so like that all rendered out. So basically you have this combination of like fats and unbelievable. So, so basically put the chicken in uh, with a light dusting of flour, made a roux out of that fat, added all, everything back in with the vegetables um, and built it up, you know, deglazed it with a nice white wine. Oh uh, then added a little bit of a infused cream, cream with a little bit of nutmeg. Um, and just, I tasted like the black truffle was very, very subtle. So I decided to kind of go and add a herbaceous nut. So I went a little bit of tarragon. Oh, and <laughs> I was uh, going to say like a pie is a great vehicle for ingredients, but what you've done is went the extra, the extra couple of steps and just like really went off and made made the pie. What would you call this pie? Oh man, chicken pie! <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, it was like it was like that. Do you know? It was one of those where I think at the moment we have so much time to just lose ourselves in food. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I've been doing a lot of recently is like setting out to make something as simple as like buttered toast and ending up spending four hours doing something <laughs> like you know weird. What about you? What have you eaten this week? I've I've ate really really well, but I've I, I have I have done a little bit of cooking. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But uh, I've actually ate out really well this week. One thing that I've seen us I've actually seen us have a couple of things of the same things this week. One of the things was soup two. Oh um, yeah. Oh, so yeah. soup two are, is the new location of soup ramen, uh, soup which ramen. is in Dunleary. 
Uh, so soup two is now located in Smithfield, and I had what did you, you what did you go for during so the week? I had the pork, the pork and the laksa. We shared a couple of bits. Oh and yeah, then the kimchi spice bag. Unreal. It was all delicious. It was really good. They're doing good stuff. Yeah. They're good people. I had the yeah. the Malay style uh, prawn laksa as well, yeah. and uh, that was unreal. Super oh super saucy noodles, big coconutty curry curry sauce. It was absolutely delicious, and the spice bags. How how good were they? Like, oh. There was a chicken and a lumi one, I think, as oh. well. Uh, what else have I had? I've had. I've actually had. A You've men- eaten well this I've week. I've had a you... mental week. I yeah. had. Uh, I had Dillinger's. Uh, Dillinger's. They're loaded nachos like crab claws, prawns beef, like everything on the nachos. This was serious, serious. And uh, a super crunchy Nashville fried chicken from them as well. Uh, what else I had? I had a wind down box meal. Uh, really, f- My pie sounds terrible now. <laughs> <laughs> the wind down box meal, some seafood chowder and uh, like a hake Sri Lankan curry with beetroot. Really, really good. An amazing value. So many of these box meals at the moment from all the restaurants are coming in at such really good value. So it's Valentine's week. It's Valentine's day today, actually, when this goes out. Happy Valentine's day. Yeah, there you go. So, um, if you're listening to this in bed with your lover. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> yeah, me and Marcus will uh, serenade you. But um, yeah, so really good value. When um, the moon hits your eye. <laughs> um, one last shout out I'm going to give is to uh, something that launched there last week. Um, the lads from Grilla that we had in the podcast there last uh, recently have now launched um, their new chicken joint, which is called Chick. Chic. Juicy. So uh, yeah, so if you've seen the if you've seen the amazing. Uh, videos that are made by uh, Killen O'Sullivan and You For Real with the voiceover from Larry Kinlan. You'll see uh, the juiciest chicken in town. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's check them out. They're on the Liveroo and uh, there's some really, really quality chicken. In, in, and also, one of my favorite things from tasting it is the Northside Guac. So get, so get that into you. Uh, but uh, one thing that me and Marcus both used recently when we were cooking was... Um, some incredible Rosa Madre Casarecki pasta. Oh my God. It's honestly, do you know what? I, I bumped into Eric Matthews from Chapter One yesterday. And he literally said, he's like, there is no better pasta mm. in the country. There's no chef making better pasta. This is a Michelin star chef talking yeah. about how good Rosa Madre pasta is. And that kind of leads us onto the start of the episode a little Ab- bit. Absolutely. And uh, that leads us to this week's guest, who is the man behind one of Dublin's favorite restaurants. What started as a humble deli counter in Temple Bar has grown into literally a destination for great wines, amazing pasta, and some of the best seafood in the country. With their ever-growing strong social media presence, we have been able to learn more about the family behind the restaurant, all while picking up a few incredible recipes along the way. And also, seeing the work that goes into producing that excellent pasta. We are absolutely buzzed, and I mean buzzed, 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 (laughs) to welcome the Champagne King, Luca DiMarzio or Rosa Madre. Luca, welcome to That's Bang, and how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. The crowd Amazing, guys. Yeah. Jeez, I got emotional, guys. Yeah. I, I need a minute. I need a minute. That was a very good introduction. So, Luca, guys, how are you? Man? I'm delighted to have you on, Luca. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here, guys. And I can't wait to start to talk to you about uh, what we have to talk. About everything. Yes, I don't yeah. know. It's a surprise. So. No. Do you know what? What we talked all about in the intro about how literally you, you started off. Am I right in saying this as a kind of a, a small Italian deli? For anyone who's been to Rosa Madre, it's on a, it's on Crow Street in Temple Bar, yeah, um, which is one of the kind of smaller streets. And yeah. am I right? So, the, your your where Rosa Madre is used to be a bunch of different shops. Is yeah, that right? it used to be a Crow Street Bazaar, the okay. freakiest uh, place in town, I would call it. You know? <laughs> okay. Uh, so when I started, it was uh, maybe ten years ago, and it was in the middle of the recession. Mm. And literally, guys, I went to uh, cut my hair on the hairdresser when I still had few. <laughs> anyway, and uh, and the hairdresser said, "Oh, by the way, do you remember that girl? She was making sandwich just uh, next door." I said, "Yeah, lovely sandwich. What happened to her? She just left, and the place is empty. Do you want to take it? I can ma- put you in contact with the landlord." 
I said, really? I said, I came for a haircut and I end up to have a business. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it started. Wonderful. Because I spoke with my girlfriend at the time, you know, and I said, the rent is quite cheap. It was uh, 350 euros a week. She said, 350 euros a week in Temple Bar? Let's do it. Yeah. And guys, I had no permissions, no, uh, <laughs> nothing. It was, only, it was only legal. It was only legal, you know? So that's how we started. But more, you know, time by time, we set up everything. But you So, know. I mean, like, I remember going into that bazaar. And it was Bazaar, like, yeah. were you ever in there? Like, there was, you know, one of those shops. I know why you went there. Yeah. I know why you went there. There's like a shop where you could, like, buy magic mushrooms. In your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's how I made money in the beginning, guys. Because everybody was starving after having few few smokes, you know? And they were coming for my panini, you know? Lovely. Straight after. Get you know? didn't get the food. And that's it. Yeah, that's but, how it started. But it was weird. You know, it was one of those where it's like somebody's selling crystals and somebody is selling, like, competitive yo-yos or something yeah. like that. The beauty of a market or yes. a bazaar is yeah. Yes. Yes. Then you have Luca making these banging paninis. And it's incredible, though, that you've, you've kind of gone from, you know, the panini king of a bazaar yeah. to the wolf of Crow Street. as you <laughs> The wolf of Crow Street. <laughs> but guys, this is, you know, um, really happened because I used to work in the, I always worked in the very, you know, um, five stars places like uh, the Westbury Hotel here in Ireland. Then I worked in London. Then I worked in Barcelona and in Rome as well. Uh, in always, you know, kind of posh restaurants. Mm. So for me to pass from the Westbury Hotel to that place, it was it was hard, you know. Yeah. But it was such a dream for me to have my own business. And uh, at the time, the the um, um, the goal it would be to make 125 euros a day, you know. So yeah. we would have 100 euros for me and 25 euros to pay the expenses of the place. Yeah. But we didn't consider taxes or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, for the first maybe six months, we used to make only 30 euros a day, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. we were all friends coming for coffee. You yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I came for a long way, but I still, I still in my head, always had, uh, uh, you know, the, the dream. The dream to have uh, a restaurant kind of uh, where I used to, the same as I used to work, you know, yeah. because that's what I what I was good to do it, you know, so. And did that, so did that dream come from your love of food from like, you know, you're growing up in your childhood. So where, where, yeah. where did the, like the, where did the love for food come from for Luca? Ah, well, for, from my mom. From my mom in Italy, they always uh, been, uh, you know, very, very big, the, the food for, uh, for your mom. Like, I mean, she started to make lunch and we already start to talk about what's for dinner. And then <laughs> after the dinner, what we have for tomorrow for lunch and on and on and on. It's always been like that. So oh, I man, guess uh, I'll say on record as, as a French person <laughs> or as a half French person. French people think they own gastronomy and food. Yeah. And then you go to Italy, you go to somewhere like Rome, and it's like, it's the love of food. It's exactly that. It's like yeah. you're thinking about the next meal while you're eating the meal. Yeah. And it's it's exciting and it's familial. And it does come from the mother. Yeah. yeah. yeah always, yeah. always. Yeah. So that's, that's the, first, uh, the first step. Then after that, of course, I start to fall in love even more. Uh, and I said, mom, you are good, but not that good because professionals are better. You know? And she always, <laughs> and she always uh, get upset when I say this. But of course, when I start to work in a restaurant, I always sneak in the kitchen. I used to be a waiter, guys, not, not a chef. Uh, but I used to always go and talk to the chef and say, how you do this, how you do this. So I start to get the first recipe when I was, let's say, 17, 18, first job as a worker in the restaurant. And uh, after that, I start to try at home, you know, and I and I find out that uh, wow, my mom she's good, but professional way is even better, you know. So, 
I step up a little bit until, uh, again, I moved in many different restaurants and hotels and I find out more technique. But I always been, I always been like a sponge, you know, suck whatever I can uh, take, fr- whatever I can take from uh, different uh, type of restaurants and hotels. And, uh, you know, that's why at the end I had uh, so much experience uh, to make uh, either a coffee shop or a wine bar mm. or, uh, you know, or, or a kind of fine dining place. Yeah. And was the dream always kind of like, you know, to, to go where you are now with like, you know, specializing in this great pasta and like, you know, basically the like what you just mentioned, the wine bar, you know, people have, people are coming to you as a destination now for wine and champagne. Yeah. So, and the seafood, seafood, sorry, the seafood. The yeah. Seafood. You walk in, there's half the ocean looking at you. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 amazing. I love that in restaurants. You know, it's somewhere, like, you know, there's not many places doing that where you have, yeah. you have your lobsters and you have, yeah, like, you know, not in, not yeah. in Ireland, not in Ireland. You have a coliseum of lobsters <laughs> the yeah. freshest sea bass is basically still <laughs> flipping around in the thing. It's yeah. just beautiful, beautiful. So, so that that was uh, the big thing for me, guys. Because after maybe four years of doing coffee shops and wine bar, we finally got the lease of the old building, and um, I just looked around and I said, "Wow, this 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 place is gonna be so beautiful." I don't want to be a coffee shop or a wine bar anymore. I want to be a restaurant. But at the time, of course, there were lots of uh, Italian restaurants around. And you kind of know that if you are a local in a place, it's very hard to to a new restaurant to, to take the custom the mm. customer from other places and yeah. make them come to you. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I don't want to do anything that anybody before mm. did. I want to do completely something new. Find your own. When niche. they don't have any references with, uh, we don't compare this restaurant to this one because it's completely different. Mm. And uh, this was maybe five years ago, and believe me, it was new, guys. You know, yeah. I set up the fish display. As Marcus, Marcus was saying, fish display with the lobster, and so you enter in Rosamadi, you go exactly, you know exactly what's going on with the fish, with the with the lobster, and the champagne, of course. So I had the first few people entering, and oh, what's this? Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. you were Italian, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, madame. But this is also Italian yeah. restaurants are like this in yeah, Rome, yeah, yeah. you know. So it was kind of uh, slow mm. the start because yeah. the people they wouldn't. Uh, trust in uh, what uh, was this kind of restaurant uh, seafood italian you know but yeah definitely was the right choice because we skipped the queue practically you know yeah. we, the people had no choice if they want to try something new they had to come to rosa madre to try different mm. things so yeah but yeah. well, i suppose you kind of trailblazed the way then nearly i suppose like considering seafood is just getting more popular and popular yeah. and i'm not saying that you you, you created seafood maybe, right. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> did, you know, did, but did you eat like that as a kid in rome or yes what, what? yes also imagine this marcus i always tell tell this story you mm. know but this is kind of true and you know if you go to rome i'll tell you good restaurant where to go. Of course, there is authentic cuisine, Italian cuisine, and also the authentic Roman cuisine, mm. which is regional cuisine. Where you can go, but you can go, you know, with your friends and you can go, you know, to have just a lunch or whatever. But believe me, guys, if you go for a night out with your girlfriend yeah. in Rome, mm. it has to be fish, you know? Okay. Yeah. Because as as one of my friends would say, he has a fish shop, you know? He says, <laughs> people... Um, in Rome, in Italy, they don't like to uh, cook fish at home. Mm. They want to go to a restaurant because, you know, most of the time you have to clean the fish and it's smelly the hands and uh, this and that, you know. So if you go to a restaurant, you've been looked after and you have, let's say, five, six courses of fish with different uh, cooking and uh, fritomis, okay, uh, yeah. then you feel good, you know. And yeah. also the, it's lighter. You, know, you, so you once both you... you can fit on the Vespa afterwards. <laughs> 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 you, you both can move anyway. <laughs> 
So ready for dancing. Ready for dancing. It's like <laughs> since it's Valentine's Day, you know, it's bad. <laughs> so yeah, so that was the idea. Okay. And uh, I tried just to replicate a restaurant, a famous restaurant mm. in Rome where I used to work. And uh and, and that was the idea, you know, but again, it was risky because everybody loves lasagna, everybody loves um, carbonara, carbonara. but how many yeah. people do you know that um, uh, it would go for a, a Sibas cooked under salt cross? But you know, yeah, it's yeah. even when you think about like where people are kind of going in Italy now, in, in terms of trendy holidays, places like the Amalfi Coast, places yeah. where... Where it is, it's lemon, it's fish, yes, it's yes, yeah. salmoriglio. It's and like, that, that helped a lot, my yeah. restaurant, you know, yeah, because with the holiday, they would go in there and see how it is. So yeah. they would say, oh, Rosa Madre is really authentic. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you know you, thank you. I, I love that it's um, there's an element of theater as well. Like, you know, yeah. when you do get something like the, the, the fish under the salt crust and it mm. comes out and it's on fire, you're mm. cracking, filleting yes. at the table. Mm. Like all, all of your staff are like, like, like orchestra musicians, yes, beautifully yes. filleting a fish. It's just, it's it's perfect. Like you've done something really special in a restaurant, in my opinion, where it's not just about going for the food. It is about yeah. that thing where you're going and it's actually fun. Like but Marcus, yeah, this is something. Uh, I always say this, you know, it's a funny story again because it comes from me as well. It comes from my young age, and uh, I tell you just a short story. This is mm. what happened. Um, nobody wanted to be a waiter, yeah. you know, in Rome. You know, because of course your mom wants you to study and get university and blah, blah, blah. But believe me, um, the first time I end up in the middle of the room in the restaurant and, you know, the, the maitre d', they wouldn't let you do it after uh, one week or two weeks. You have mm. to wait to fill it a fish, you <laughs> yeah, know, yes. because yeah. it's kind of expensive in Rome yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So the first time after six months, there you go, there I am, you know, filleting fish in front of 30 people, everybody watching me. I said, Jesus, that's not just uh, a waiter. I feel like a Hollywood star. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody was watching the, yeah. my move. And I said, okay, this is cool. I like this of this job. Mm. And if I ever have a restaurant one day, I want to be, I want to do the same, you know? And yeah. I want my guys to feel special, mm. you know, and important when they do that. Yeah. Because everybody can bring a plate. Not everybody can yeah. fillet the fish in front yeah. of the people. And then, you know, many other things that we do in the restaurant. Yeah, well, you've made the, the theater interactive now, which I yeah, guess as a well. And then, you, yeah. then you bring in the sabrage, you know. So ah, that was it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so for, that, yeah. Yeah. So don't explain it. Yeah, of course. Well, no, I was going to say, Luca, for any listener who doesn't know what sabrage is, could you, from the master, yeah. explain what it is? Yeah. So sabrage is a very, very old uh, technique, maybe uh, invented by Napoleon, you know, in the, when he used to say, uh, celebrate victories for France, he used to open a sh- bottle of champagne with the sword, you know, so practically the, the sword hit the neck of the of the bottle and uh, because the champagne has so much pressure, practically breaks the top with the, uh, of the glass with the pressure and of course the pressure spits out whatever is uh, left in, you know, of the glass. Mm-hmm. So you don't end up to, to drink uh, <laughs> glass with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is also is, uh, something that uh, always been done in the um, in Champagne region mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it makes uh, people having fun with, uh, with champagne, yeah, which like- can be, you know, in the category of uh, posh drinks. But it's actually not. This is not why champagne was created. Uh, champagne was created to have fun. <laughs> that's what I understood anyway. <laughs> yeah, and you've made it a signature of Rosa Madre now, I suppose. Like, that's what people... Yeah, it, it's great as well because getting people up out of their seats... You know, Rosa Madre is... I'd look at it as like, you know, a pro, it's fine dining. Like, you're sitting down, you're having, a, you're having incredible food 
Uh, and then, like, you know, you get people up out of their seats to have fun. Like you said, with the champagne, you know, the sobriety starts. And like, that poor wall gets, gets gets absolutely abused with the, with the corks all the time. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> mirror, the, the mirror, the mirror is in bits. Those lobsters must drink well, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They kind of always drunk it around. Yeah. No, but Chris, okay, this is, seems to be something uh, just silly and having fun. Mm. But then again, I had to think about that. And um, again, at the moment I see that it was the right choice, but that was practically marketing strategy, you yeah. know, because I said many, many times, you know, drinking champagne on a table and only champagne, it's it's nice, yeah, but you kind of been uh, forced because there is a special occasion or uh, because you're, you know, you have to look after someone and blah, yeah. blah. No, I want uh, champagne again to be fun to have fun with that, you know? And also, the way you open champagne has to be fun too, yeah. you know? So not, not so serious. Not so serious, you know? Because people think like when there is champagne involved, oh my God, you are so rich. Oh my God, you are so posh. Or it's very no. formal. No, guys. Mm. I prefer drink less, but drink good, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, So, and and that was uh, my, my, my strategy, you know? Let the people having fun with champagne so they don't see champagne anymore as a posh drink, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you kind of make close to, to the people, champagne, mm. not yeah. just you bring uh, you bring it back, scare them, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the the the, the strategy, and you know, of course, opening champagne with the sort made lots of people uh, getting close with yeah. the with this uh, with this product, you know. Mm. And uh, for us, uh, of course, it's just fun, you yeah, know, because yeah, we yeah. always do this anyway, you know. I guarantee that if you're in Rosamadre and like you're with a group of people and you see someone opening a bottle with the sword, you go. Give for me it. the sword. Give you me the sword. You go for it. <laughs> You've already had a few glasses. You're like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like Tom Cruise in the Last Samurai, like, stepping into the the Japanese village. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's like, do you know what? It's something that um, I've seen, uh, and this is something that to be a true market leader, and it's kind of mm. interesting in the food world about what trends carry down. Mm. And, you know, there are some incredible restaurants in Ireland. There's some people really pushing the boat out and doing incredible things. Since you guys started doing that, mm. on my Instagram story every weekend, I see people doing sabrage on bottles of Prosecco, on bottles of champagne. <laughs> of All of a sudden, because like I, I, at French weddings when I was a kid, that was a thing. But now, yeah. suddenly I'm seeing it in Dublin, and I know that it isn't coming from anywhere Else, yeah. people <laughs> using stuff that isn't swords either. Yeah. All sorts of all yeah, sorts yeah, of yeah, instruments. Yeah. Yeah, you um, have to have fun. Yeah. I tried to do it once. Uh, I tried to do it with another champagne bottle, and let me tell you what happened. No it's, more champagne. It exploded. <laughs> exploded yeah. everywhere. That's um, a tough one. Yeah. That's, that's a, a tough, tough one. one. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've done it once with the glass. Yeah. I'm I'm glass is safe. Glass the, is safe. Glass yeah. is safe. The, yeah. Like the stuff I've seen this man do on Instagram. Usually, <laughs> I you, broke one iPhone as well once. <laughs> you, I just, still regret, guys. Maybe a couple yeah. of glasses of champagne what? and you already. Oh. <laughs> on that note, what is your Instagram? So if people want to want to see, keep in touch with your antics. So it's Rosa Madre, Dublin. At Rosa Madre Dublin. Perfect. Sorry. Yeah, and so, definitely check them out because like there's some great stuff going on there. Thank so, you, guys. Yeah. So we've talked about lobster. We've talked about champagne. Did you always have a taste for like the finer things? Or like, <laughs> also, but before we started recording, we were talking about guanciale and talking about mortadella and like, yeah. like so how's, I, it, how's it? Yeah, I guess Marcus, whatever you do, you you try to do your best. You know, I remember, and my wife can tell you this, guys. I started with coffee, and I was an expert in coffee. <laughs> and before coffee, I used to be a bartender, so I used to be all about bartenders. Yeah, it's like it's the amount of. Um, hours you spend in research in the night. I mean, I'm not a normal person, guys. I sound funny and everything, but in the night before I go to sleep, 
if I like something, I spend, let's say, two hours on YouTube yeah. every night. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, fish. It could be <laughs> lobsters. It yeah. could be champagne. It could be cars. Two hours you of know. you just looking at videos of sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> How but beautiful. I, but I suppose that's your personality. It's the passion that you have for these things. That's yeah, why you fully yeah. immerse yourself in them. Uh, exactly, exactly, mm -hmm. Chris. You know, I if I go if I if I start to like something, I go all over again like, every day, every day. You know, so and again, it started with coffee, then uh, um, a little bit of uh, salumi and uh, prosciutto because mm. I was doing you know the wine bar, and then uh, of course when I step up and I did kind of uh, fine dining restaurant with the with the fish and the lobster, I start to be more interested in uh, fine wines and champagne and caviar and uh, lobsters and uh, you know all the particular uh, mm -hmm. stuff available at the moment. You know? So I suppose so. with it being Valentine's weekend, Valentine's week, yeah. uh, a lot of people will be like cooking at home, they'll be getting some great stuff at home. Yeah. A lot of people be buying wine in their yeah. supermarket or their great water, good wine stores, local wine stores, loads of them out there. Yeah. Um, so like, <laughs> let's let's give you a little quiz here and like, you know, I'm going to throw a few Italian dishes at you and then like, you know, what pops into your head first for, okay. a, pair, for a pairing, right? <laughs> okay, I'll try like this. Yeah, right? So yeah. first off, I suppose, we'll start off with the Rosa Madre like, menu maybe, right? So, okay. So like, no, maybe just some things that are on the Mar Rosa Madre. So we go, say, simple enough, we'll start off with, say, so your ravioli, which are ricotta and truffle with the Parmesan Whoa. sauce. So fantastic traditional beautiful dish bit of truffle make that little bit of extra flavor incredible yeah. so if you, if I'm in the restaurant and I don't know anything about wine what what could, what comes to you for that kind of uh, parmesan sauce because a lot of people have been making something similar parmesan that's sauce easy. that's easy Chris yeah. so for that you have to go for Barolo slash Barbaresco so yeah. Barbaresco so is kind of the more best, the best red wines <laughs> <laughs> ah well for you only the best Chris yeah. you know no you have to you have to you have to appreciate the good food with good wine mm -hmm. always and uh, again sometimes you spend maybe you know 20 30 euros more but the experience the whole experience that you have you know when once you leave that restaurant it will be forever to yeah. you you know and if you kind of nail the matching with the food and wine it's gonna be amazing guys you know? it is an so, incredible experience yeah. so yeah. Um, another one that i love when i go to rose madre is uh your tonarelli with the blue with the lobster so well what's 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 the well i i you know i'd say get the champagne obviously but uh, yeah it could yeah. work yeah. yeah yeah but also for that dish uh, i think a nice chardonnay would, would would work marcus what do you think i think yeah something like a chablis a chardonnay yeah. sancerre mm -hmm. yeah something like that or maybe a, a kind of a something a flintier shannon to go to go oh, with yeah. the shellfish could be very oh, nice so yeah, yeah 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 but definitely chardonnay is one of them guys yeah mm -hmm. yeah and yeah, so say, maybe say for like people at home now some maybe some things that wouldn't be on the rosa madre menu but things that you might have so let's say if someone's at home and they're making a massive whopper ragu for their lasagna, what are they gonna go? What are they gonna have with the what? What are they getting? That's the easy as well, guys. So this is a bottle of nice Chianti classic. Oh, okay. Oh my God, guys. Sangiovese, hundred percent. Oh, perfect. Yeah, oh, perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Sangiovese. Yeah. Fact, well, we'll finish with one more. How about margarita pizza? Margarita pizza, champagne, guys. Because don't forget, champagne. The best match for champagne is. Buffalo mozzarella. Okay. So even with pizza, you can combine champagne. It's kind of funny. I still remember my first date. That's how I got my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, Ciao Bella Roma, 12, 12, 12 midnight. Ciao Bella Roma, after amazing the value, cinema. Amazing yeah, you value. Know them, yeah. Amazing value. Yeah. So I said, two pizza margarita and a bottle of champagne. And she looked at me like, this guy is crazy. Who's this guy? But I'm still with her. <laughs> Joe, we have to give a shout out to Trish. She's an absolutely incredible She's woman. She's doing amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. And that's kind of what bringing on to our next uh, thing. So Trish, if you look on your Instagram, 
is mm. suddenly the queen of pasta in uh, <laughs> in Ireland. I mean, what you've done in the last year, kind of pivoting, going from this thriving, bustling restaurant where it was full every night, celebrity guests, bottles of champagne, opening with a sword, lobsters everywhere, <laughs> and then suddenly everything's closed. Yeah. But, you know, as you said, you can't sit still. And suddenly every shop I go into, there's Rosa Madre pasta Every Instagram account I, I, you look on that's that's cooking food, there's Rosa Madre pasta. It's just, and I've had it. It is, Chris, you've had it as it's well. It's fantastic. It is bloody brilliant. It is excellent. So how how has it been pivoting from being, you know, yeah. restaurateur, showman, head of theater to <laughs> to being the, jobless <laughs> to, to being the the pasta the pasta baron of dublin well i guess in the beginning i just uh, i was dealing with the with the right people that uh, believe me marcus i didn't want to do anything because as you said i had my own restaurant i was working great and uh, i was just waiting to reopen but you know the lockdown just got uh, longer and yeah. longer you yeah. know so at one stage uh, yeah one guy which is called tom Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of uh, told me, Luca, you need to do something just because he really likes me and he's one of my customers, you know. And uh, he helped me through, you know, to build up uh, this new kind of uh, setup for restaurants, which was uh, initially with the box mm-hmm. boxes. Uh, and uh, of course, we we end up to have so many requests for these boxes, we couldn't cope anymore with the orders in Rosa Madre, in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So we had few meetings with other people and we find out a guy, which was a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, that he, he had this factory where he used to make pasta, but uh, he wasn't in use for the last three years because he moved to pizza, him, okay. you know? So so we went there the first time and we started to make pasta over there. And uh, <laughs> in the beginning, of course, it was just for the boxes of Rosa yeah. Madre. Mm-hmm. But then I remember one funny video, guys. That I all promote all my company with Instagram, you know? So it was funny because once I dress up a little bit like uh, I'm dressed up today. Luca's wearing a tuxedo for anyone that... <laughs> <laughs> you can check that out on our Instagram. You'll, you'll see it everywhere, don't worry. <laughs> so I end up to go and um, do the sale rep, you know, around restaurants and uh, other places to, to promote my pasta, to sell my pasta, until the guys from uh, Redmond Fine Foods, they they believed in me and mm. they got our pasta and they started the distribution uh, for uh, for us, for our pasta. And after that, you know, they... The product, thank God, all the the customers, they love our product and they show on the social media and we are super, super happy with that. But as I said before, as I said all the time, very important, even in this uh, business, it was the product. The product is top quality, guys, because there is no no saving on the ingredients. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we just buy the best ingredients and we make the best pasta, simple as. I know, yes, it's not cheap. It's not the cheapest pasta, but... The we, difference it makes. Yeah. The, the yeah. difference. The, the, the and thank God we realized that, but also the consumer re- realized this mm. and uh, they are happy to pay a little bit extra. Mm. But, uh, you know, uh, it's you another know, level. Pasta is one of those things that if you've only ever had kind of, you know, like standard, like cheap dried pasta, and then you taste something like this. I'm, I'm like literally, I'm gushing over, over your pasta. Anything from the lasagna sheets... To the gnocchetti. Oh, yeah, I haven't the tried the lasagna sheet yet. Cacciarecce. I must say, Casarecce? Casarecce. Casarecce. Yeah, I was, was ruined at the minute ago. No, no, you did well. Like, every single pasta has a different purpose. Some of them hold sauce more, some of them yeah. are longer. Some, but it's just like every single one, you can tell, like, the, the, the common thing that we've kind of picked up through this is that you give a fuck. You literally give a fuck about everything. Yeah. Whether it's, 
illegally selling wine in a bazaar <laughs> or salumi <laughs> to to the, to how you fill out a fish to the pasta. Like this is something like it's so rare to to meet someone with so much so much passion for what they're doing, and it's genuinely it's refreshing. And th- there's lessons to be learned here that like it's really. It doesn't matter what you do; it's it's how you do it, and it's, it's the energy you put into it. Yeah. And it's that's kind of it's very cool to it's, see. It's brilliant, and you know, it's 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 inspiring to look at people like you know that have that passion for something because then it brings it gives you passion, and hopefully it gives other people passion. You know, it's a, it's inspiration. It's brilliant, and uh, that's why everything you do, have you have done, is top quality because you put those hours of work in. Like you said, at night time you're looking at you're looking on YouTube, <laughs> or you're watching Philip bi- videos of sea bass, <laughs> salmon's. You're looking at a conger eel in the eye. <laughs> Watching bears just slap salmon out of the, the rivers. So just as a little reminder, uh, we are on the Headstuff uh, Podcast Network. Do check out Headstuff Plus and also definitely check out the excellent Spice Bags podcast because they are absolutely brilliant. Um, and if if you enjoy listening to us talk about food, you'll definitely enjoy them. The latest episode of Spice Bag had uh, Amit Dede, who just got his Michelin star um, down for Dede in, in West Cork. So absolutely great to have him on and uh, it was a great listen. So check them out soon. And this is the trailer here. Spice Bags is a podcast about food in Ireland from an international perspective. Hi, I'm May. I'm an American food writer and I'm with my friends Blanca, a chef from Spain, and Dee, an Irish food editrix. And we are the Spice Bags, three sassy ladies with a lot to dish up. Join us for the chats. Okay, like, okay. <laughs> to move away from, from Rosa Madre for a second and talk about other amazing cooks, do you have any favorite restaurants in Ireland or in Dublin? Oh, yeah. or, mm. where, oh, yeah. where would you love to, like, okay, let's say hypothetically, you know, the Taoiseach just suddenly says, guys, one night, <laughs> one night, <laughs> yeah. you can go eat somewhere. Ah! Where, where are you having lunch and where are you having dinner? Okay, so I think lunch, uh, we love Yamamori. Myself mm. and uh, Trish, uh, I think we this perfect spot for it's always very, very um, good quality mm. all the time, and uh, it's just great. Yamamori, definitely, yeah, yeah. And the kids likes as well. So Yamamori is great, know. and you know yeah. the, the fact that I, it's a big family-run enterprise. It's true, they, yeah. and good people as good well. Good people, yeah, really, good people. really good people, and also it's. Because I remember eating in Yamamori, the, like the original Yamamori on Georgia Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then now, as what, you it's, know, what it's done elsewhere. But, but as a as a party loving grown up, yeah. <laughs> suddenly ending up in Izakaya, Izakaya like yeah. five nights a week, and also playing in Tengu yeah. quite regularly. It's like when you look mm-hmm. at the transition between, you know, the, the first place in Dublin that was doing sushi and ramen Mm-mm. to yeah, that's amazing actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to suddenly being how like, they change, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. the time is changing too. So know? yeah, suddenly being this uh, this party enterprise. So yeah, shout out to the to Julie and all the Yamamori mm-hmm. family and Derek yeah. and Derek. What yeah. I do for a night in Izakaya right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Absolutely, guys. Oh my god! Yes. Great so, food and a bit of dancing. Lunch, uh, you know, I think that's a good choice for lunch. Pretty yeah. light, a nice little. Yes, bento. yes. We start mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's for dinner. Yeah. For <laughs> dinner, my restaurants, um, they would be actually three guys. Okay. I have to say, yeah. I have to say, different reasons. So I love um, Gilbo. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. for Classic the wine list. Wine oh list god. over there, guys. Yeah. For me, I'm like uh, in heaven every time I go there and Have I open the wine cellar. In, can, I, I did. Can you I did because yeah. like I've, I've only seen pictures of it, and the only way I can describe it is like the Hall of the Mountain King in <laughs> in like in the Hobbit or in yes, Lord of the Rings. Yes, it's massive. It's just this. 
incredibly massive. It's massive. It's on the basement, uh, but it's amazing because it's very, very tight and uh, all the bottles are, you know, in, this, in the place where they should be. And uh, yeah, you go through lots of bottles and every year they buy, they keep buying all the time. So they have, you can find vintage bottles for very, very good price in there. People get scared because it's a Michelin star restaurant, but sometimes what you don't understand, guys, is, you know, you, you, eventually you, you you find better prices in wine in this kind of places mm -hmm. than in, uh, in the, the average restaurant that sells uh, the actual vintage of wine at the moment, you know, for yeah. expensive price. So... So number one, number one, Paddy yeah. Gibos, Paddy G's. Second one, always a pleasure to visit uh, Chapter One. Uh, so yeah. always a pleasure. I love the restaurant. I love the design. For me, the design they have is uh, the most elegant, mm -hmm. the most elegant uh, restaurant. I really like over there. And again, the wine list is very good, and the food is uh, is uh, very very Irish. You know, so you have an experience uh, with the. Irish ingredients and uh, technique, uh, and then you know Ross and Eric. Mm. I I love Ross Lewis and Eric too. Ross is one. Shout of the out great. to Ross. You uh, got the award there at the the, the mentorship award mentorship in the Michelin, mm. in the Michelin yeah. uh, awards, and well, then also Eric, who has had a an incredible breakout through amazing, through yeah, yeah. amazing, and to Kira as well to Eric and Kira, <laughs> Kira yeah, really for Cabin Fever Classics. I've the like, team, yeah, like hundreds of recipes. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable, oh, unbelievable. I think between the three of you, Marcus, Luca, and Eric, you were all inspired. Like, you were all cooking at the same time last, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Last we, year. Started, we started uh, all together. Actually, yeah. we, we talked about doing a dinner together <laughs> last time it was open. Maybe we'll do that someday. We will, really, yeah, we will. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That inspired a lot of people to be like, you know, get cook at home. Even like, I, I think I, I definitely. Uh, Tested out a few of Eric's recipes and like watching some of your watching some of your pasta stuff and I always watch Marcus's stuff as well. Mm. Fantastic! Like but for you people, know what? the thing the thing with Eric's cooking, and you'll both agree with me. It's actually you you can think you're a good cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then, it's a bit fact. You, know, you, you, know? you see how easy he makes things look. And yeah. like, listen, if you're listening to this then podcast, clean, about you food, know, clean. <laughs> yeah, 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 if you yeah. listen to this podcast about food, you, it's guaranteed that you're following Eric Matthews. He's going to hopefully be a guest in the next uh, next couple of episodes, yeah. but. Like it's, you think you're good, and then you watch this dude cook, and then you realize that you're a piece of shit. You should just, <laughs> you should just yeah. change up. Yeah. Take all the shelves yeah. out of your fridge and cry in yeah. the fridge. He makes it yeah. look so simple, yeah, but he'll but he'll have fifty four ingredients. Yeah. Okay. So Absolutely. so far we've gone from Paddy G's to, to chapter, chapter one, uno. and the third one I had the lovely, love always a lovely dinner in Dax. Dax. Dax oh, rest. Incredible. And guys, Classic you know, as well. it doesn't have a Michelin star, but for me, the food over there is just great. Great. And it's not... Uh, it's not a food made to impress people. It's just food made to... Um, you know, to to let people eat well. You know, that's what I think. Uh, but again, the, the service is always top class and, uh, you know, you have... Uh, um, the atmosphere is great. So I love Dax too. <laughs> okay, Brilliant. cool. So, we, I mean, we've talked about where you'd go. Um, if we if we could open in Ireland for one, mm -hmm. and the great selection of restaurants, you know, and a good variety there as well. But one thing that we always do, um, and it's a bit of a bit of a that's banging tradition, is the devil's dessert. Woo! Um, <laughs> so, the devil's dessert. Is I have it. Idea. I have it. I have it. The, the way that we describe it is, um, it's if the devil came down to take your soul, ah, if yeah. he came down or up, as the case may be, and he was like, Luca, yes, Luca. I know exactly what it is. You have one more meal. It's not just a dessert. You have one more meal. You have a starter, a main course, and a dessert. Okay. And then I'm, I'm taking taking that soul of yours, and you're going to be making pasta down in hell. 
Um, or wherever. I mean, like, you know, I think, I don't think, I don't think. Well, where is out. hell? Yeah. <laughs> Longford. Um, <laughs> shout out to Longford. Um, so if you, yeah, your death row meal. Yes, yeah. One, easy, guys. One more meal. Yes. I As a starter, I would take oysters. I'm a big, big fan oh. of oysters. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they also kind of light, you know, so you can have a nice, juicy steak mm. as a main course. Where do you and get I, your oysters I, from uh, in Rose Madrid? Uh, they are from Kelly Oysters, mm-hmm. so Galway Bay. They are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I gorgeous. went there to visit them last summer. Oh my God, i seen and, that. Uh, I was so jealous. I wanted to do that. I know, I know. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. I was just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, guys. And uh, yeah. The, so it'll the, be a big juicy steak? Yeah, are you main f- course. Are you, are you but why f- don't we do surf and turf? Oh. And we add a few couple of, uh, lo- no, one lobster. Yeah. Lobster C- tail. Couple of porcupines. A yeah. couple of porcupines. <laughs> 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 or maybe we, we can we can we sneak in a pasta dish before the steak as well. But yeah. I think this is primi secondi. Primi secondi. Well, if you were to throw that, you say three courses. I can skip to the seven. Yeah, yeah. An Italian Italian amount of courses. So before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but definitely, yeah, surf and turf yeah, with a nice sure. juicy steak and some Are lobster. you a, a, fillet, a fillet or a ribeye man? Or? I'm a ribeye, but yeah. I love fillet. I love fillet too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. ribeye is better for me, more, yeah. more tasty. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And then for dessert. Dessert, guys, I, I when you say it's going to be just dessert, in my head, I, I had this dessert that I, I don't know why, but I always loved, loved, and no fine dining can take from me this this is called Banoffee Pie from the Yamamori. <laughs> and guys, I swear to God, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll did you try? Did you try? I've, I've had the Banoffee Pie in Yamamori. It's so oh, good. It is so oh, good. Oh, my I feel left God. Like, Dude, oh, my God. Cover me in toffee. Yamamori. Oh, my God. If you are listening to this, please, please just shoot us some banana. Send the pie. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, I'll tell you a funny story. Maybe you can cut this if you don't like. But uh, We'll keep it. You in. know, some <laughs> afternoon, I used to have sex with with my girlfriend <laughs> at the time, two or three times. And I used to go and buy the banoffee pie, Yamamori, and eat the banoffee pie in bed. The best thing ever, guys. The best thing ever. Yamamori, banoffee well, pie can, in bed. You, you can cut, you can cut. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's uh, Day. If you, it, it's Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this podcast now, eating a banoffee pie in bed, <laughs> Or maybe you Good should. Stuff. Maybe you need to go get a banana pie. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this. But you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we've. Learned, Don't forget to ask for strawberries as well. Yeah, we, we've learned <laughs> the a lot this episode. We've learned <laughs> a hell of a lot in this episode. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, One thing that did come up in the news this week that I was saying I might touch on and ask you about. There was a story uh, pop up in the news cycle that got a lot of media attention um, from Schumach on Angel Street. So I'm just going to read out the tweet that they put out and. Yeah. Uh, I just want to see what you think of this, Luca. Yeah. Um, so the tweet that was put out is, they, we prepared a large meal to feed four at a specified time. The infants are never turned up or contacted us. We won't name names, but if you're an influencer, we urge you to consider the small businesses with livelihoods on the line. A little respect goes a long way. So basically the story is, someone reached out, they didn't name who, and um, there was, there was Shemak were doing a special that weekend, and someone reached out and said, um, basically, can I have it? And uh, can you get it for me on Saturday for free of charge, basically? So they haven't named to it, but then the, the party that we don't know who it is didn't turn up on the Saturday as well. So, like, obviously the, the, the self-entitlement in that is, is outrageous and, like, you know, it's very bad. It looks very bad. Um, do, you get, do you get much of that? Like, for people contacting you, you know, trying to be smart or trying to be clever or just being, you know, out straight, looking for stuff for free? Thank God not, Chris. But, um... Thank God, no. Uh, but I used to. I used to. I guess uh, um, 
it works like this, guys. When you are a very kind of marketing restaurant, you know, and you want to always offer deals and uh, stuff like that, you get in return people uh, just, um, you know, occasional, mm -hmm. occasional customers, you mm -hmm. know. So what I what I decide to do for my restaurant is work with the, with the people that I, I know and they know me and they know my restaurant, you know, and kind of have a relation you know, with, with them. Yeah. You know? So it's very hard that I get uh, occasional uh, customer, mm -hmm. you know. So most of the time, whoever books the re the, the, in the restaurant shows up, whoever books for takeaway, you know, yeah. comes yeah. to get the takeaway. So it's different, yeah. But I, I guess uh, it's, it's a problem, you know. It's the same problem this for the reservation when yeah, the people that don't show up and... Mm. Uh, yeah, if you look at it that on that side of things, even just over the over December period, there was so many snow shows. Did you like did you have yeah. much of that yourself in December? No, 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 no. not really. Not Thank really. God. And because this year it was the first year I didn't take reservations myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get looking after that. And uh, she was calling them um all the reservation every day to just check and you know and to make sure, listen, it's you know, this year is very, very important at mm. your show and and at the end, we had, I think, no, no, no shows. Smooth enough, smooth yeah, enough. Very, very good. I was actually very lucky. The last place I ate before lockdown was Christmas Eve. You know, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I actually saw you, I think you're seeing that. You just had a, uh, the last table available or something like that on Christmas Eve. I was ah, like, for you always. Oh, of course. For you always. <laughs> I've showed up a few times with, uh, usually with, uh, with the dad lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ah, yeah. Place, there could be a million people in the queue. You take yeah. care of the people. It's always. Well, that's I returning after, customers, yeah. you know. That's where you have that loyal customer. Uh, customer following so Luke going forward now Rosa Madre is available for delivery at the moment yes we do deliveries from uh, uh, Wednesday to Saturday so it's four days a week and we have uh, the menu which is on uh, on uh, Instagram it works out all with Instagram so the, the we are very old school but we find out you know if you if you if you go to this app, they they put your restaurant and they tell you you have uh, four or five deliveries uh, mm -hmm. in this certain time then you know the kitchen might delay, and the the the, the customer says, "No, I don't want anymore on that spot. I want in that slot. I want uh, seven thirty instead of seven. Yeah, it was very complicated to organize with the system. So it's better to just better to take out the middleman. So yeah, so mm -hmm. we have a girl that she combines all the deliveries, and she actually talks to the people. Yeah, because guys, don't forget, like once I I tried those up. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I remember the amount of people that they order things without even uh, realized, you yeah. know, because it's just a click, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there are people maybe, you know, a little bit uh, not very... Yeah, the personal touch does a lot better, I suppose. Yeah, they, they, mm -hmm. don't, they don't use this app every day, so mm -hmm. they were ending up to order... Four lobsters. Know, <laughs> yeah, different things anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we decided to just have a conversation with them and uh, do the orders on the phone. So, so anyone looking to... Anyone looking to get some Rosa Madre, Rosa Madre, I can't even speak. <laughs> Anyone looking to get some beautiful Rosa Madre pasta um, delivered to home now at the moment, uh, just get onto the Rosa Madre Instagram. Rosa and Madre Dublin. You will be looked after amazingly. And Ruka will hand deliver it in a tuxedo in his Maserati. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, will we kind of wrap up there? I think we're, I think that's, I think that's been great. Luca, thank you so much. No, thank you, guys. For coming on and telling us about you, about your family, about your food, about your history. And about what you're doing now and how you, you've 
kind of just constantly been a source of inspiration for for both of us and for I'm sure. A lot and of you too, you added the same. To me. So Absolutely. thank listen, you so much, friend, and we can't want, cannot wait to get back into uh, the restaurant. Give me the sword. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back. Oh, we will be back. So um, our signature intro has changed this week. Our outro, even. Yeah. Um, you might have noticed that uh, we're missing um, our title sponsor, but uh, we're going to motor on, and we're going to. I suppose we're just going to keep our kind of outro and just change the wording of a little bit. Okay, so, let's do it. So um, here we, we go. It used to be the word hopping. So I'm yeah. going to I'm going to say something silly, okay. and Marcus is going to finish off, and then as we do, what we'll do is Marcus will change it up next week, and then we'll make it like some sort of maybe little rap or something towards the end with all the silly things we say. <laughs> I haven't run this by Marcus yet. Okay. He's looking at me very strangely. Listen, so okay. um, thank you very much for um, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to us this week. Um, and what am I saying here? Oh my god! Okay. Listen, man, I believe in you. So I believe in hopping. You. Okay, hopping. Okay, okay. <laughs> <Think so. laughs> Trees of Manion is bottle popping. Oh my god! Oh my god! Out of everyone. <laughs> We actually have a bottle popper in the room. <laughs> Look at Demarzio's bo- bottle popper. I know, popper. but I wanted to make it like so. It's very funny. Okay, but cool. like I suppose. Okay, we'll do. We'll do both. Okay. Look at Demarzio's bottle popping. And where that's banging. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Luca. Thank you very much. Luca. Thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.